eating up your retirement funds? Well, we're here to help try to fix that problem. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on with Wall Street this morning. First day of the trading week. Yesterday was a holiday. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the phone, ready to help us uh, untangle the data that we got this morning. Philip, good morning. How was your weekend? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. It is uh, hey, a day after a holiday, so uh, we'll see how we start. I see a little bit of red ink right now as we uh, get ready to open. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing a little bit of that nothing better to do, let's sell something syndrome, which doesn't necessarily bode well. Friday wasn't bad. Blue chips were off by a bit, NASDAQ off by a bit, S&P. Let's see, do I really have it up here? Yeah, I do. Modest to retrenchment day, and it's all really based upon expectations for interest rates as to what the Fed's going to do. We got some bad news. We're good you know, on the consumer price index last year, last week rather, finished off the week with a surprise to the upside on the producer price index. And uh, we were talking before we went on the air that uh, according to what I'm reading on my tip, sheets, uh, my tip sheets, back last week before those inflation figures came out, a few starry-eyed economists were predicting 150 basis point cuts in the interest rate the Fed controls during this year, now the expectation is down to 90. And that's a big change in the interest rate expense for some of these companies that are debt-dependent. And you and I kind of agree that 90 basis points, more than three-quarters of a point, might be generous at this point, wouldn't you? I think so. Based on a lot of the numbers that we're seeing come out, and granted, we're still early in the year, but uh, you know they've already basically said March is off the table. And uh, I think with the numbers we saw, maybe, maybe be off, oh, man, get that right, may, may be off the table as well um, exactly. as we get into the year. But I think if we get three quarters of a percent rate cut throughout the year, um, that will be, uh, that'll be good. I think it's I just probably don't see much about the that. Yeah, I think it's pretty much the best we can expect. We might get a better idea. We've got a couple, three of the Fed governors. They're out of their quiet period now, so they're taking advantage of the free food and hitting the rubber chicken circuit over the next couple of days. That might rattle the market a little bit or shore it up by a little bit. But at the very least, we are kind of proving one thing for sure based upon those inflation numbers we got last week. Uh, the Fed taking it slow as far as not decreasing rates as soon as things look like they're going in the right direction. Well, Jay Paulson's looking pretty doggone smart right now, I think. Don't you agree? He, he is for a change. You know, he's, yeah. he's looking pretty good. He's not rushing to, to decrease interest rates. Uh, he's kind of holding steady, which uh, I think our economy really needs um, going forward. I, I find it interesting. I was reading an article, um, I can't remember, over the weekend, but there was uh, an economist that now says there's an 85% chance we will still go into recession this year. Now, I'm not seeing much of that talk out there, but there's still a few folks out there to think that we will still end up in a recession sometime this year. And, you know, I think that little definitional recession that we had for a couple of quarters last year has kind of taken the fright out of people's minds. You and I were having fun with that. Yeah, we had two quarters of decreasing GDP, so it was a recession, but nobody really felt it much. No, that, that's right. And, and a part of that is because we continue to see jobs, um, you know, unemployment rate is still very low. And as long as we've got employment where it is, it's it's going to be tough because that uh, is one of the key aspects when it comes to a recession that, that makes it painful 
is that so many people lose their jobs. And we're it just an not element. seeing that part. Yeah, an unemployment bump is almost an elemental part of a recession. And uh, that little definitional one that we had, that we had some fun poking fun at President Biden saying it's not a recession, uh, it didn't happen that time. Employment has stayed strong, and it kind of that, that's almost the definition of a soft landing. Get the decrease in the money supply that we need and keep everybody working. Okay, we'll take that happily. If it actually happens, Jay Paulson can get a Nobel Prize in economics. Uh, the big news out overnight that you and I were kind of giggling about, uh, two of the biggest credit card companies out there, Capital One and Discover, Capital One buying Discover, Wow, I'm almost wondering whether that might raise Department of Justice efforts. You know, I mean, it very well could be, I guess. I've not really seen uh, anything about that, and it could be just a preliminary part of, hey, are we really going to make this deal fly or not? And you got to wonder, how much share does Discover really have? You know, I mean, they're, they've always kind of been a, a, a premium minority credit card company out there anyway. Um I tell you, though, if you're a shareholder of Discover, you're liking it because you're up over 13.5% this morning. Now, if you're an investor in Capital One, not so much. They're down about four and a third percent. Ooh. The two ends of the market, you were describing them, I think that's accurate to my description of them as well. I mean, Capital One, when I was rebuilding my credit umpty odd years ago, Capital One was the company I couldn't get rid of because they take almost anybody. So they start out on marginal lines and work their way up from there. Discover being the harder card to get in the more premium line. Uh, from a marketing standpoint, this looks like a really good marriage in terms of complementary brands. I. I, I see it as being a good thing. I guess what I'm looking at is the quantity. It's going to make them like number three in the country from what I've read. Uh, and given the fact that we've got a Justice Department that's not being famously friendly to big banks, I just kind of wonder whether an eyebrow or two is going to go up in Washington. I could very well be. I mean, they're not being friendly to anybody right now when it comes to mergers and acquisitions. So uh, we'll have to see what happens with the DOJ and whether or not they allow that to go ahead and happen. Absolutely. Intriguing thought to watch any as we go. Uh, there's not a lot of fiscal government data dump stuff coming out for the moment. We're going to get kind of busy tomorrow with the MBA mortgage application report and those fabled Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting notes that everybody's going to be pouring over with green eye shades. Uh, kind of making up the difference, though, with some household names reporting. Statistically, about one out of every 200 people in this country is employed by Walmart in one form or another. They reported, so I guess that's the biggest news in the morning, isn't it? Well, them and Home Depot are probably the two biggest names uh, that we've got coming out today. And so, uh, yeah, Walmart had a, a really good quarter. Uh, they they came in at a dollar eighty a share for earnings versus a dollar sixty five expected, and they they beat by not quite three billion dollars in revenue. Um, so that's got them really looking pretty good this morning, up almost five percent. And let's just throw in one more thing, Dave. Uh, mm -hmm. they're, they, they are buying um, the TV manufacturer Vizio for $2.3 billion. Um, so they're, they're buying, which is, you know, Vizio has been one of their main brands in their stores mm -hmm. for quite a long time. But, uh, but you know, that's going to give them a leg up, I guess, in some advertising and e-commerce stuff that they think are going to benefit from owning Vizio. And I'm, I'm not sure how other than maybe streaming services that are available through Vizio that, that allows them to, uh, to push out more advertising. 
I also have to assume if they own the company, they're going to be able to meet any price point that comes out anywhere, anytime. That release came out last week, and it kind of raised my eyebrows. And if it's now at the point of coming to fruition, that's really pretty big stuff as far as consumer electronics goes. Yeah, it could very well be. Um, and we'll, I mean, give them a little bit of an, an advantage there. And we'll see what the DOG says about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still, I, I, every time I go grocery shopping or shopping over at Walmart, I remain amazed. You know, 75-inch TV for $525, I'm saying, I remember when those were about $8,000. <laughs> they, exactly. they already have a price advantage. Now they own the company, a Walmart-branded TV. Hey, $100 for 75 inches. <laughs> Buy them on Black Friday, right? <laughs> uh, for sure. How did, Home, uh, how did Home Depot do, anyway? So Home Depot did well um, when it comes to earnings. They they beat, they came in a dollar. 82 versus a dollar or 282 versus 277 expected uh, revenue was slightly ahead of expectations. Now I will say that um, their revenue during the last quarter started to trail off some started to decline a little bit um, as far as quarter over quarter. And then they came out with their expectations for fiscal year 2024 and they expect sales to decline by about 1%. Um, mm. And so that's, um, that's not got uh, everybody happy at all. So they uh, they're trading down a little bit this morning, about a little over two and a half percent. Yeah, nothing like bad guidance to mess up a report, is there? That's right, exactly. <laughs> got any other household names, or were those the big two for the day? Hey, that's the big two for the day. But let's throw in a, a less um, known name. Um, well, more downgrades, but you had Medtronics reported. They're a mm -hmm. medical manufacturer. A lot of different people have the pieces of them inside them, that, you know, putting, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, but they, uh, they reported top and bottom line for the third quarter beat expectations. Um, and they gave a higher than expected full year earnings report as well. They're trading up about 4%. And then we had uh, Caterpillar got downgraded. And U.S. Foods got upgraded. Kind of going both directions, resetting the table. It was kind of an adjustment day on Friday. I mean, we went up, then we went back down, and kind of ended up just off fractionally at the end of the day on Friday before a uh, long weekend. Starting out a shortened trading week this week, what are we looking at 45 minutes early? we got some red ink today, Dave, going forward. We've got the Dow down a third of a percent, the S&P 500 down a third of a percent. NASDAQ 100 down four-tenths, and the Russell 2000 down almost 1% this morning as we get going. Then on the other side, we've got uh, silver down one and a quarter percent, still above 23, though, at $23.17 an ounce. Gold has jumped back up about eight-tenths of a percent at uh, $2,041 an ounce. And then crude oil is heading down from last week about six-tenths to $77.97 a barrel Still too close to 80, Dave. Uh, not as close as it was yesterday. I had it at 79 and change yesterday morning at this time. So 77 sounds pretty good to this fat boy. <laughs> it, it does make a difference retrospectively. <laughs> Overseas markets. The Asian rim was kind of mixed, but the three big ones, the uh, Hong Kong and the two Chinese mainland markets, still going up. The uh, Chinese government's uh, stimulus efforts are evidently making their investors happy. They've been up pretty much daily for the last week or so. Over in Europe, they're looking at our futures and saying, uh-oh, 
not bad. I mean, the overall European index is down by, you know, a few hundredths of a percent, but it's mostly red midway through their day. Getting my retirement on track to be able to do what I'd planned on doing 20 years ago, that gets more important the older I get, Philip. How do I find you to get the risk out of my retirement plans? The risk is why I created the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to go through our core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time to find out what happened today and look ahead to tomorrow. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right? All right, man. Have a great day. Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great weekend. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great one.